from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Live actually this weekend next week for the SEC championship game coming up. First question, Kevin, from the audience. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Will Alabama rest anybody or take them out early against Auburn due to the SEC championship game coming up? Yeah, obviously a question from someone who has no knowledge of the Iron Bowl. Um, Here's the reality, okay? Alabama's heading to the ugliest village on the plains to play their in-state rivals who are coming off a loss to a team that they paid $1.8 million to come in. The second year in a row, Jerry Kill comes in and beats Hugh Freeze when he's a three-touchdown underdog. Uh, I got you know, Remember, Bill, a couple weeks ago we talked about the Where's Nico comic book, and let me tell you, the sales for that have been so great. We're already in the second printing of that book. Jerry Kill needs to write a book, Bill, and I've got the title, Okay. How to Fall the Freeze, Stopping the Burner Phone's RPO Offense. Because Jerry Kill is obviously the kryptonite, okay, to the Auburn Tigers, okay. And they did a great job of shutting down that RPO offense. But I've seen this before, Bill, okay. And I know a lot of people are looking at that loss in New Mexico State and saying, wow, this is going to be a blowout. Um, Crazy stuff happens down on the plains. I call their stadium, they call it Jordan Hare. I call it the Pet Cemetery. I mean, Alabama lost there in 2013, 2017, 2019, 2021 was a four overtime kind of a miracle game for us. And Nick Saban hasn't had his, his greatest moments down there. So, no, Tom, um, this was, this is not a game that, you know, you go in there and, and you think about resting people and getting ready for the SEC championship game. And, uh, and who do, who do we play next week? Is it, is it Missouri or Florida? Who do we play in the SEC championship, Bill? Uh, I know it's not Tennessee. That's all I know. I don't know who oh, it is. Well, I knew it wasn't Kentucky, but I think it's Missouri. Anyway, um, whoever we play in Atlanta next week, um, this, this will be, you know, on paper, Bill, when you look at this, on paper, this should be a two or three touchdown Alabama win. But once again, we're going to the Pet Cemetery. And I know all my Georgia friends out there laughing. Georgia dogs laughing. Hey, buddy, do you want to relive the prayer in Jordan Hare from 2013? I mean, I think we can all agree bizarre things happen at the Pet Cemetery. Okay? Um, Auburn has the, on paper, the number three rush offense in the Southeastern Conference. But I think that's a little misleading because they put up huge numbers against UMass, against 
Samford, not Samford, the Samford in Birmingham, you know, the city where Auburn's going to go play their bowl game. I mean, let's be honest, where would the Birmingham Bowl be if it wasn't for the Auburn Tigers? Uh, against Vanderbilt and against Arkansas. I mean, they they had trouble running the ball uh, against Cal out in the People's Republic of Berkeley. Um, the Texas A&M French Foreign Legion mercenary defense held them to 144 yards, and they only ran for 139 against LSU. So that's kind of misleading. I mean, the bottom line, Bill, Saturday is, Auburn has to figure out a way to get that RPO offense going. And, and here's what I say. Let's, let's give Kevin Steele a long weekend. Let him stay in Tuscaloosa to get ready for Missouri or whoever we play next week. And let's pay Jerry Kill. Let's play New Mexico State another $1.8 million. Let Jerry Kill come show us how to shut down that RPO offense. Because I'm telling you, Bill, if Auburn finds himself in third and long on Saturday, like they were many times against the mighty Aggies of New Mexico State, um, there's going to be a fresh pot at the at the Pet Cemetery before the day's over because uh, old Peyton Thornton ain't going to get out alive. Question from Sam in Talladega, Alabama, wants to know, and it's already started, do you have any insight on the Evan Stewart rumors from a You're going to hear all kind of rumors about this person's transferring and that person's transferring. And, you know, they're going to have a big old Dollar General uh, sale in, in College Station, Texas. Um, I, you know, no, no definitive information. There are some other names I've heard that I don't want to throw out there because they're not public yet, and I don't want to rock the boat. I, I'm just going to reiterate what I said a couple weeks ago. I expect Alabama to this to be a record-breaking year for Alabama in the portal. Um, I think you're going to see some big names, and I think you're going to see some shocking names. On the sad side, I also think you're going to be surprised to see some people leave Tuscaloosa that may shock some people and may upset some people. Mike the Mad Dog Noon in Georgia asked Kevin which team he hates the most, Auburn or Kentucky. Well, you know the answer to that. I can't say it. It's not Auburn. <laughs> Auburn's number three. Texas gets squeezed in between there. So it's, I have no me... love for those three, and we played all three of them, and unfortunately lost to Texas. Now, was that was your Texas uh, disdain? I'm not sure we've ever talked much about that. Is that a long-lasting thing? It's a long one. I mean, we we almost moved to Texas in the summer of my fifth grade year. Summer of 78, my dad's company tried to transfer my dad to either Georgetown, Texas, outside Austin, or to College Station. They really wanted to go to College Station. They made the mistake of sending my mom and I there. And just from my first experience in Austin and just all the Texas fans that I've met for the most part, I just have no love for the Texas Longhorns. And, Bill, as I pointed out, have you seen their locker room? I mean, I know it's supposed to look like, you know, hook them horns, but, Bill, they run out of a giant uterus to take the field. <laughs> Kevin Hagen, yeah, his, his most hated place is a place where he spends, what, about 75% of your day, every day? Yeah, let me tell Friday. you what, brother. Let me tell you what. The Mark Stoops' honeymoon is over. Even his most loyal fans have turned on him, and it has gotten very ugly in Lexington, and a lot of people are wanting to know why they're paying, who I've said for years, the most overrated coach in the Southeastern Conference, why they're paying him $9 million. It is ugly up here, Bill. Kevin Hagan with us. Kevin, Nick's 4-4 four and four at Auburn. We've talked about that. If, if I'm Alabama, and I'm sure they're handling it this way, you expect – Auburn to play the best game they're possible of playing. Oh, Bill, right? I, I've been down this road. I mean, I know what's going to happen. I mean, 
Peyton Thorne's going to look like Stan White. Jarquez Hunter, the running back, is going to pull out his Bo Jackson Halloween costume. And and poor poor Marcus Davis, the Auburn wide receiver coach, Fred Sanford's inventory at his Empire of Junk in El Segundo had a bigger value than the quote-unquote talent in the Auburn wide receiver room. But one of those no-name wide receivers is going to look like Terry Beasley on Saturday. I've seen this many, many times, Bill. Uh, if you were to, I mean, I want to see a huge blowout, but the reality is, Bill, it would not surprise me if we didn't see uh, more of a Auburn-Georgia type game on Saturday than an Alabama blowout. I hope that I'm wrong, Bill. But Auburn just things happen at the pet cemetery. Do you have a pick for the Michigan Ohio State game? Can they both lose? In the <laughs> no. old days, I would have wished for a tie. I've been talking to people about this, and I could be wrong here. Whatever, I can't stand either one of them. Okay, um, I'm curious to see if the Big Ten doesn't send a message, and I would be would not be surprised to see. A lot of calls not go Michigan's way on Saturday. I think there's a lot of people in the Big Ten office in Indianapolis who are secretly hoping that this off-the-field mess gets solved with a Buckeye win. What do you think about that, Bill? Hadn't thought about it in those – too bad I didn't bring that up to Johnny. I didn't even think of it. I'm just what? curious. I mean, you know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if – you know, you can call holding on every play, but oh, and real quick, like, can I say something? Do I have a minute here to talk about the no, Chattanooga you got game. A couple minutes, crazy. Yeah, you know, hey, man, I got to see my buddy Dylan Londergren come in, but there was a moment in the Chattanooga game that absolutely infuriates me, Bill. It absolutely infuriated me Saturday. It still does. Gino Attleberry, the the running back for Chattanooga, rips off a forty yard touchdown run. He clearly makes it just inside the pylon to score. But rather than to get to celebrate with all of his teammates in a career-defining moment, I mean, he'll tell his grandchildren, I scored a 40-yard touchdown against Alabama. That young man and his teammates had to stand there for two minutes while Lee Hedrick and his garbage crew look at a monitor to figure out that the blatant touchdown is a touchdown. They robbed this young man of a great moment. And, hey, I hated them scoring. I want to say, that is garbage, Bill. That young man was denied a great signature moment in his career. It angered me Saturday. It still angers me. So I know you're not listening, but Gino Atterbury, a fist bump to me. I'm sorry you were robbed of the biggest moment of your career. Did we lose, Kevin? <laughs> I don't know why we're dropping here left and right. I don't know why that keeps happening. Patton, see if you can find him. Yeah, something something went bad there, guys. I'm not sure what went down, but we lost Kevin Hagan. We've got, what, another two and a half minutes or so. TJ coming up in just about four or five minutes after the break. TJ Pittenger down in Tampa. We'll talk Florida State and Florida Hogtown on Saturday. I was going to ask him about Ty Simpson, and Ty Simpson – putting the ball down before he got to the end zone. That's what I was going to ask him about. Kevin, I was going to hey, ask Bill, you I'm about... back. Hey, hey, Mark, Mark Stoops with a, with a, you know, late hit out of bounds. <laughs> Ty Simpson uh, forgetting to take the ball into the end zone. How'd that go? Bill, you had to bring that up, didn't you? You just had to bring that up. I'm like watching it. I'm like, dude, 
Come on, man. You can hold it for two more steps. I mean, it was a great run and everything, but come on. What a, what a learning moment for Ty. But, I, Bill, I am just was so excited to see Dylan Londrigan get in and play and complete a couple of passes, one of which was to Cole Adams, who's a true freshman who was injured, got to play against Kentucky, got to play again. I'm to see him, but, yeah, come on, Ty, man. you got you got to do better. I'm not trying to be rude, but – Ty doesn't need to – if anybody doesn't need to be doing that, it'd be Ty, right? I mean, Amen, brother. But I'm going to ask you, Bill. So, Bill, I know you have a vote in the Heisman race, okay? Um, what's the price going to be for uh, me to get you to uh, put a vote in for my man Dylan Lonergan? <laughs> you know what? I gave up my vote a couple of years ago. But Did you? Oh, dang yeah. it. Well, in all seriousness, no. You know, as a matter of fact, I texted you and Georgia Dog because I was watching the Grizz game. And how about my Grizz? Big Sky Champs, number two seed, the road to Frisco, half of it goes through Missoula. And I looked over there and on my other TV, and there's Dylan Londrigan, and I just immediately let you know Bill, Bill, because I know nobody was watching that blowout. I was so excited to see Dylan Londrigan get on the field. He called me during the game and said, Londrigan's on the field. I wasn't watching. Yeah. I, well, who, no, of course. I mean, why would you? I mean, if you're not an Alabama fan or you're not a Chattanooga fan, why would you be watching? Right. <laughs> hey, and all the, I want to remind all of our listeners down on the Emerald Coast Alabama basketball Friday and Saturday in the Emerald Coast Classic. Get out and support the Tide. All right, Kevin, we'll see you live next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Roll Tide and go Grizz. TJ, when we come back, TJ Pitcher, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Traffic flow still looks pretty good right now. Coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Lots of radar out here this morning, especially up in parts of the Portland area, Robertson County. Uh, they've been up there all morning. Traffic's on the increase just a bit in West Nashville on I-40 eastbound over here at Charlotte Pike. Don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City uh, in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. 
Station, City Slickers, also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Often imitated, never duplicated. Wordsmithing like a mofo on college football, it's Bill King. Typically Thursdays, except we won't be around this Thursday. We'll be eating Thanksgiving breakfast, I guess, or whatever that is. TJ, good morning to you, sir. Always good to have you. Last night's committee show, they said that Jordan Travis's injury was not something they concentrated on. This was simply complimenting Washington and what they had accomplished did you believe that blatant lie? I mean, I, I actually do. I, you know, I think that the ESPN said that that's what they were going to do on college game day that morning. Kirk Herbstreit went on a long rant about that. You know, they asked the committee chair about it twice. Reese Davis, I thought, was going to start crying um, when Boo Corrigan told him that they didn't really factor in Jordan Travis's injury, the committee, or I'm sorry, the, the studio guys, Reese Davis and those guys, had talked about it for like 10 minutes, how Jordan Travis's injury was such a big deal. And then when Boo Corrigan got on there and said, no, that really wasn't a big deal, I thought Reese Davis was going to start crying um, and, and basically asked the question again, begged him to drop Florida State based on Jordan's injury. And Boo was like, no, that's basically why you're not on – uh, the committee, and we are. So I actually do believe it. I, I you know, the, the standard has been set with Ohio State in 2014 that they're not going to just drop teams based on an injury. Um, again, the, the, the committee doesn't necessarily just rank the four best teams 
it's it's a mixture of best and most deserving. And so, I, yeah, I think that it had more to do with Washington winning. I mean, you know, Florida State still won fifty eight to thirteen. I know it started out kind of shaky, but I I do buy it. I you know I don't. I think if they were going to penalize him based on his injury, they would have dropped more than one spot. I think they would have gotten behind a one-loss team because they left Florida State in position to win their next two games and they'd be in. So if it had to do with the injury, I think they'd have dropped them to like seventh or eighth. Not sure I've seen a game and a rivalry game on top of that where both quarterbacks go down the week before. Um, yeah, certainly kind of freaky, right, for, for Travis to go down and then Merch to go down right after that. So, um you know, unfortunate, you know, especially for, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Mertz or UF. I know that they're upset about it too. But, yeah, unfortunate when, you know, you've got a guy that's got Heisman odds and can, trying to compete for a national championship go down. And then, you know, frustrating for Florida too. I mean, I, I know it's different when, you're, when you've got five wins and half their fans are checked out anyway. But, yeah, I mean, it stinks. It stinks for both guys. Both guys really – Laid it all on the line. Both guys got hurt trying to make a play. You know, both of them running down the field and, and really kind of laid it all on the line. So, you know, the utmost respect to both, but, you know, it, it stinks for sure. I would anticipate if I'm Florida State getting a heck of a performance by the Gators here. Whatever whatever they have, we don't know that much about Max Brown. He got in the game and performed pretty well, I thought. But has this game, in your view, tightened up some? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I still, you know, I I think that both teams will be pretty galvanized to go out and play for their guy. I mean, I don't even know that they need any extra motivation for this one. But, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I still think Florida State is, is the better team, and that's why Vegas is telling you they're still a touchdown favorite on the road in Gainesville. Uh, how many times in this series has one team been a, a, a full-score favorite, you know, over the other on the road? I mean, not, not many, right? And so um, I think that, you know, Florida State's still a better team, but there's no denying that Florida State lost more, um, and that's why you saw the line jump down from it was being projected at 11.5 or so. Um, down to six and a half or seven. So, yeah, I, I think that Florida definitely has the like. It certainly would have never played this game or wanted their guy to get hurt. But yeah, I think if you if you would have asked, hey, we'll we'll trade you Jordan Travis for uh, Graham Mertz, I think they'd have said yes. We will do anything to not have uh, Jordan Travis playing against us this weekend. Um, so yeah, I think that Florida definitely gets the advantage there. But at the same time, I still think that. You know, Tay Rodemaker is is a better quarterback than Max Brown. I mean, it's more of a question mark. But in talking with some folks, I mean, I, I think that Florida State lost more, but they still have more at the quarterback position. And you would hope so, right, with a redshirt junior and um, Mike's first recruit that he ever offered at Florida State and, and then a, a relative question mark there at UF. No Kev up in Chicago. Ask TJ about Trey Benson. He said it looked like he had an injury in the rib area. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, couldn't tell if it was something in the ribs getting hurt or if he just, you know, got the wind knocked out of him. Um, could have been bruised. I don't have anything really specific on um, him being out or anything like that. Like, I, I, I believe he'll play this weekend. I honestly haven't checked on it a ton. Um, but I, I don't – like, Trey being out or hurt long-term, like, isn't something that I'm super concerned with right now. But I guess we'll find out, you know, after practice today – um, see if 
if he was able to, you know, get in and mix it up and make an impact or not. And there's some other guys that are kind of banged up as well. But I feel, uh, I feel pretty good about him being out there. Does the big picture or the bigger picture with Florida State and their ultimate destination? Does that change now because the quarterback, who is a star player, is missing? Does that eliminate Florida State, even if they do get in the playoffs, from actually winning it? I mean, it certainly hurts their chances. I don't know that it would eliminate them. Um, But, you know, I I watched Michigan struggle with Maryland last week. I'd like to think that Florida State is even with Tate Rodemaker, is better than Maryland. Um, I've watched Ohio State struggle with Rutgers. I would like to think that Florida State is better than Rutgers, even with Tate Rodemaker. Like, I, you know, I think if you if you put Florida State and Rutgers right now with Jordan Travis out on a neutral field, like how big of a favorite is Florida State? And then think kind of the same thing for, um, you know, Maryland, if, if you put those two teams up. So could they play with those teams? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I know it's earlier in the year, but I, I watched Bandy only be down 10 in the fourth quarter to Georgia. I, I watched Auburn have a lead late against Georgia, and, and they're not a good team. And so, yeah, I, I'm certainly not predicting that Florida State would beat any of those teams. They, they'd be a pretty big dog to all of them. But, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know that I think it's just over, over. I mean, Florida State's got some – Pretty ridiculous weapons there at wide out, and Jordan Travis gives you a huge, huge advantage and kind of erases some of that talent gap that you know Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia might have on you. Um, but shoot, just they, they'd certainly have a chance. And the defense is kind of what would have to carry them at that point. And the defense has been top ten this year; it would need to play like a top ten unit against those teams. The goat down on the Emo Coast. Ask TJ how he feels about Florida State's quarterback making his first start at night in the swamp in front of a sold-out crowd. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably a little overhyped. I hope, you know, Gator fans are going to get you know upset about hearing this. But, you know, I, I, I watched a two-win Arkansas team go in and, and do whatever they wanted in the swamp and score like 40 points. So, I, I think the the nostalgia of the swamp um, is a little bit overhyped. I don't know. I mean, I, I know that that's not going to sit well with Gator fans, but yeah, I, could it impact things? I mean, sure, but I don't know. What about a, a, a freshman in Max Brown going in and making his first start uh, in a in a rivalry game against a top five team? You know, so I think it could go both ways. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, last year Florida's top five quarterback in the NFL draft said that he was intimidated playing at the swamp at home. So. I, you know, I don't know. I, I Would I rather the game be at Florida State? I mean, sure, you know, just pregame, you know, routines and rituals, and, and you've got your crowd kind of backing you there. But I don't know that I feel like it's enough to, you know, think that he's going to, like, throw three picks or something in the first quarter. I mean, shoot, Jameis actually did that a couple of years ago playing in Tallahassee. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit overhyped. Florida fans are going to hate hearing me say that. But when a two-win Arkansas team comes into a sold-out uh, Ben Hill Griffin and walks out with a win – you know, I don't know that I'm buying the whole the swamp's going to take over or anything like that. <laughs> They're going to cuss me out on Twitter, but thanks for asking. <laughs> Is Tate Rodemaker the starting quarterback next year? I think it depends on how these next three or four games go. If uh, if he comes out and balls out and throws for 300 yards tomorrow or uh, Saturday and uh, goes out and wins an ACC championship and then 
I don't know, say they're in the playoff and he has a good game, but they just can't get over the hump, but he looks really, really good and has that confidence in his role. And then probably, if, if not, though, if the inverse happens and they lose the next two and play in a, a bowl game they weren't wanting to play in, then that might kind of seal his fate. Uh, not that he couldn't come back from it, but I think we'll find out. Uh, you know, I'll give him a politician's answer. I think we'll find out in a couple of weeks and, and really have a good idea of, of where he would stand there. And, you know, it's, it's a silver lining that you don't want, but that's probably a little bit of a silver lining for like next year. Like, you're going to know whether or not Tate's the starter after these next two games for sure. Yeah, and um, he's a Valdosta kid. He's been around. He's, heck, he's had a pretty storied <laughs> high school career, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was great and, and played really, really well. And, you know, Mike was recruiting him at Arizona State, and the distance thing was kind of a big deal. And so he's talked about how he was really the first recruit that he went after when he got here. And, yeah, I think that could be – I mean, it, it could be a really neat story. A kid that's been in the system for four years, knows the program very well, knows Mike very well. And a lot of this is going to fall on Mike Norvell. You know, you, you've got to be prepared to have a backup that's ready and capable. And Mike's going to say all those things, and I trust him. I, I believe in Mike Norvell. But, man, if this kid isn't ready and he's been in your system for four years and he was the first recruit you offered and you didn't have a, a capable backup ready to go, then that's going to fall on him. And so, yeah, I think a lot of this kind of falls on Mike. You know, if Tate's ready, then Mike gets the praise. If Tate wasn't ready or struggles in this thing, then I think a lot of people are going to look at Norvell and say, hey, well, you know, why didn't you have a capable backup ready for this? Because Florida's not a good team. I mean, we, you know, they've, they've played hard, they've fought, but I think they've given up – 30 points in like like six of the last seven games or something like that and so florida state scored 30 points in every game except for miami and Pitt. and so yeah you've got to you know if, if florida state doesn't win this i think there's gonna be some looking around saying okay we know jordan was out but what happened here there's just too much talent to, to not go out and get it done michigan ohio state who are you picking and why i don't know i don't really believe in karma because you know, of several reasons, but if karma existed at all, like, you know, Ohio State would win this thing. So uh, give me Ohio State in the upset, probably more with my heart than my head. I think everybody today that I've asked on this show has said Ohio State. That seems to be the <laughs> They all believe I, I don't know if they really believe it or not, but they, right. they at least think, okay, man, what has Michigan done? You know, I mean, I – I don't think the Penn State win is impressive. I, I, I just don't. So, I don't know. I think that Michigan's getting a lot of a benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, I, I, give, me, give, me, give me Ohio State on this one. Yeah, seems to be the uh, – now, again, I don't know if that speaks for everybody else in the world, but, but on this show, it seems to be they like the momentum that Ohio State's playing and that defense is without question much improved, the Buckeye defense. They've, they've really been good all year. And if McCord can limit mistakes, you know, you've got the best player in the game, obviously, with Marvin Harrison Jr. If he can kind of take over, make a few big plays for you, how much does Michigan's offense, you know, really get rolling? Does, I mean, does 28 win this thing? Probably, you know. And so who can get, who can get that race to 28? And, and if the Buckeye, you know, defense travels. So that's kind of what I'm thinking for, for Florida State, too. Um, defense on the road travels. Uh, that's why I kind of like the Buckeyes to go on the road and their defense to play well and Florida State's defense to go on the road and play well um, at, at the Swamp, too. Allen and Tampa asked TJ for his score of the uh, game in Hogtown. Oh, man. I feel like I usually do this on, like, Wednesday night, so I haven't even really thought about it. But um, 
Yeah, I, I think that Florida State gets to 30, and I have a, a hard time seeing Florida get to 30. So I don't think they get it by much, but Florida's defense, again, giving up 30 in six of their last seven games. The only one that they didn't was Vandy. So, you know, if you kind of take out the the crappiest team, they've done it in like seven straight games. So, uh, yeah, I think Florida State gets to 30. It'd be pretty hard for me to not see them getting over that number. So maybe like 31 to – uh, let's go, I don't know, we'll say it's close, 31 to 24. Maybe Florida scores a late, something late to kind of make it a little bit closer than it really was. 31-24 FSU. And let's just take it to the next level. Uh, is Louisville a worry? I mean, I think anytime you're playing this year without Jordan Travis, it's a worry. I, yeah. I wasn't worried about them at all before JT went down. I think they're comparable to Miami. I mean, they were a one one-point favorite going into that game. They won by one score. I mean, so it kind of worked out that way, too. I, I think you should beat them. Um, they've got a good defense. I think they'll have a better defense than, than, obviously, you'll see against UF. But, you know, again, it kind of give you the politician's answer. If, if Tate goes out and looks good in the swamp and looks good against the Gators, I think we'll be really, really confident against Louisville. If he struggles or we lose or has a bunch of turnovers, then, yeah, Louisville becomes a much, much bigger worry. So, you know, Florida State still just has too much talent on this team. And I understand they lost their best player and their most important player. But, you know, Keon Coleman's still alive. Johnny Wilson's still alive. Jared Burst is still alive. Trey Benson. Um, Jarian Jones. You know, like, the, the, the team is still there. Tatum Bethune, Kalen Deloach. And so, yeah, I mean, you should still win both these games for sure. But is Louisville a concern? I mean, a little bit. But, I mean, I really think Florida State's defense can shut them down and, and kind of keep their score low. So, I like the Knolls to win the ACC championship, too. Tell everybody how they get your content. Yeah, Double Fries, No Spall. We'll do a preview show tonight for the FSU-UF game live at 730, and then we've got some fun Thanksgiving stuff coming out tomorrow, and then obviously the game on Saturday. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. TJ Pittenger. Okay, Jason has an audio clip. You guys are going to have to tell me what year this is from. Ohio State, Michigan, pregame. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. A couple of minor wrecks out here still getting some attention. It still looks really good right now on I-40 as you travel through Hermitage, Donaldson. A little bit crowded over around the airport there on Donaldson Pike at BNA Airport. Traffic still moving 24 coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area on 24 westbound. Plenty and plenty of radar out here. Uh, you're going to see more and more of that over the next 24 or 48 hours. Hey, don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out online at Rock City. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care.
When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home, serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home, for comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home, proud sponsor of TSU Football on WNSR. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signing. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's yeah. just the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. before today and I was wondering the year it's 1977 Hawkeye Jason is the one who posted the clip it's maybe 30 seconds and I believe it's a Michigan broadcast pregame this is when this is when Ohio State runs onto the field to start the game Hit it there, Pat. All right, look at Hicks. He's an acting captain today. Hicks is the acting captain, John Hicks. And they're tearing down Michigan's coveted M-Club banner. They will meet a dastardly fate here for that. There isn't a Michigan man stadium who wouldn't like to go out and scout those Buckeyes right now. They have the audacity, the unmitigated goal to tear down the coveted M that Michigan's going and that that's the brief clip how about that i had not heard that before yeah i had not heard that he said that was from 1977 and that's in the big house in the big house also Patton, i sent you a mark the tape moment 
It's the moment when Kevin Hagan was on just a few minutes ago and he mentioned that Texas runs out onto the field from something that looks like a uterus. Did you catch that? Yeah, he said that's that's a mark to tape. Time and Myrtle Beach says mark the tape on that one, Bill. Yeah, we will. We will mark the tape on that one. John in Los Angeles. Bill, heading up to Stanford. He's going up north on Friday with my son Jack for the Notre Dame-Stanford game on Saturday. I used to make this trip all the time with my dad before he passed away. My son has evolved into a college football fanatic just like me. The family tradition continues, go Irish. What is that? From from Los Angeles to San Francisco, I've never made that drive. I've done L.A. to San Diego. I've done that one. But I've never done it north. What is that about? And again, folks, I've got, what is that, four to six hours? How many hours is that? I could be, I'm just guessing. No idea. No idea. The Smoke Doctor. Bill, there is more at stake this year in Ann Arbor than ever. It's good versus evil. Khaki Satan has thrown sportsmanship to the cheetahs for several years to win at all costs. The Buckeyes must win for the good of college football. Woody and Bo are rooting, both rooting, for TOSU. How about that? Everybody that I've asked about that game today, unless I'm just forgetting one, has said I'm picking the Buckeyes. Every one of them. Uh, Brett Ciancia, didn't he say the Buckeyes? Yeah, he said the Buckeyes. Blake Rafino said the Buckeyes when we had him on. Obviously, I didn't ask Johnny. We asked him about officiating a game like that. Kevin Hagan said he hopes they both lose. TJ said the Buckeyes. I'm going to go with Michigan at home. I wouldn't bet you anything on that. (laughs) I'm not saying that from a confident – if I'm confident about a game, I'll tell you. I'm not saying that from a confident point of view. Not at all. Not at all. Allen in Tampa. Bill Jordan Travis is out of the hospital and at practice today. Well, good for him. Good for him. That was a gruesome, I mean gruesome injury. Mike the Mad Dog, Noonan, GA. Hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy all the sourdough bread and gravy. It's going to be good. Matter of fact, I was just in the uh, kitchen during one of the breaks, and there's already a chocolate cheesecake made. I'm not a dessert guy at all. I never order dessert. I don't. At that point, I'm full. I don't want anything else. I'm not a dessert guy. But I do have two that if you ask or she asks that I prefer. There's only two. And that would be chocolate cheesecake and 
lemon pie. Both just delectable. There's only two. Only two. Smoke Doctor says, Bill, that clip actually is from 73. Okay. I mean, I, I have to take your word for it. I have no, I'd never heard that clip or seen it. So whatever year you guys tell me, I'll, I'll absolutely take your word for it because I don't know. He says, Bill, that was 73. It did look, it looked like it was a while back. I'll give you that. John says, Bill, from L.A. to Palo Alto is about five to six hours comfortably. Okay, so my, my guess wasn't too far. I said, what, four hours, six hours, something like that. I've never done that. That'd be pretty fun. The one that we, we took the Pacific Coast Highway down from L.A. to San Diego, which was just gorgeous. I drove it. And then we actually ended up, one day we went to Tijuana. I don't know if you do that now, but it went on. We went, we went south. We went further south. Well, it's Tijuana, baby. All right, we'll get one more break here. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, a couple of minor wrecks out here still getting some attention. It still looks really good right now on I-40 as you travel through Hermitage, Donaldson. A little bit crowded over around the airport there on Donaldson Pike at BNA Airport. Traffic still moving 24, coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, up through the Hickory Hollow area on 24 westbound. Plenty and plenty of radar out here. Uh, you're going to see more and more of that over the next 24, 48 hours. Hey, don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldWideGolf.com. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much 
By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Body clock is set to college football and nothing else. It's Bill King. You're listening to The Bill King Show, the only college football radio show proven to make you smarter. Two games this weekend. Washington State plus 16 and a half in the Apple Cup. And the game took the Ohio State Buckeyes plus four. The one game I was wanting to bet, haven't yet, was LSU minus the 10, 10 and a half hosting the Aggies. I was very confident. Blake shook me up there. Yeah, Blake shook me up. I still may do it, but he doesn't think it's the runaway that I'm thinking it is. The third team quarterback they're playing, the lefty, the young lefty, isn't an answer at quarterback, I don't think, for them, futuristically. I just don't. I saw him struggle against Abilene Christian. Now, they put up some points, but Jaden Daniels' last game at LSU, I who knows if about the bowl game. We asked Blake about that earlier, too. But I'm just saying, that was the one that I kind of had circled. I hadn't really thought about any of the others. Don't know that I'll do anything with the Egg Bowl. I'll be watching it. Buckeye Brenda Bill, best thing about the end of Thanksgiving dinner is a buttered yeast roll with a crunchy, sweet gherkin. Did I pronounce that right? No dessert, Bill. No dessert. 
the GOAT down on the lovely Emerald Coast. Bill, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and to all the listeners playing at noon in the swamp under the lights on different ends of the spectrum. Isn't there a difference in a noon game and a night game at Death Valley? If TJ doesn't think the crowd won't be an issue, he's insane. Well, I mean, he's confident. He's got the Florida State angle on that. Florida State's been the better team. Yeah, been the better team. This one comes up about once a year. No camp up in Chicago talking about Bo Schimbeckler. Bill, didn't Bo pass away the night before the game? Yes, in 06. True. And there was a musical guest called the Dead Schimbecklers, and they said they would not be called that out of respect. There was a group, yes, called the Dead Schimbecklers. Bo died on the eve, according to Tom, same day there is a hate Michigan rally hosted by the Dead Schimbecklers band. They canceled the show out of respect for Bo. There's a group, there's also a group, I don't know if they're active, called the Dead Kennedys. Kind of a punk band. Yes, no, 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 true, true. I'm not just making that up, true. Danny in New York City, our favorite police officer in the history of the planet Earth. Bill, I'm enjoying all the Ohio fans calling Michigan cheaters. Is if they are some pure program. Good versus evil, hilarious, Bill. I'm sure all those five stars on Ohio came to Columbus because they believe Ohio has great academics. Please. And it's P-U-H and then Lee's. Police Bill. The Smoke Doctor, Bill. In 74, ABC took their cameras away from the Ohio State student section at the shoe to avoid broadcasting the non-PG rated words we sang every time the Wolverine band played their fight song. No core on the Emerald Coast. Bill, I'm headed to Seattle for the Apple Cup, taking my daughter on her first college visit to UW. Huskies can become the first 12-0 undefeated team in Pac-12 history. Ironically, in the last year of the Pac-12, on top of all of that, That's a pretty good hike. He's going from the Emerald Coast diagonal across America to Seattle. He's a big UW fan, big Florida State fan, big UW fan. And think about it. Two teams that absolutely, guys, I mean, realistically, could both be in the playoffs. Without debate. We're going to wrap it up here. The music, you're going to hear it here momentarily. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving, will be off or off Friday as well. We'll be back on Monday, week 13, Egg Bowl on Thursday, all the football. 
that we have in front of us. Very happy about that. Sad that it's the last regular season weekend. I do not like that. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I think I can speak for this audience. I think we're all thankful that we have each other, that that we play in this college football arena of ideas every day and learn so much from each other. That's, that's to be thankful for. No doubt. Flashback.